At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Coming up on episode 277 of Wheel Bearings, Nicole is back from her vacation. Uh, we've got the Toyota Tundra Hybrid, the Kia EV6 GT. Uh, who is the Edsel to Tesla? Uh, Redwood Materials is building a battery recycling plant. Should Apple buy Lucid? The Mazda CX-9 is going to go plug in. CX-90 is going to go plug in hybrid. Uh, and all that and more coming up next. <laughs> This is Wheel Bearings, episode 277. I am Sam Abual Samad uh, from Guidehouse Insights. I am Nicole Wakelin from, let's see what I haven't done in a while, um, Sports Car Market Magazine. Where I get who to who do the hell really- are you? I know. <laughs> Sports Car Market Magazine. Yeah, I get to do, really, I have a monthly column. I do these really cool interviews with really interesting people. I actually really like it. It's one of the fun gigs. It's a fun gig. Well, you should see they if you can get any of those people to come on the show as a guest sometime. I could probably do that. I could probably Sport do that. Car market, market. magazine. Do, do. <laughs> and, uh, and what about you? <laughs> oh, I'm uh, Roberto Baldwin. I'm from this week. Let's say Engadget, since I've been doing a lot of videos for Engadget. In fact, okay. I'll be doing one tomorrow. So many well, videos. Um, while we're uh, while we got you, Robbie, um, what have you been driving? So I uh, I talked about the McLaren last week, didn't I? I yes. Don't remember anymore? So I went back to the exact. Same damn desert, <laughs> Las Vegas, and I drove the uh, Kia EV6 GT. The GT, not the GT line, which is I don't know the real GT. The real GT, not the GT line, which is not the GT. So, Robbie, it's like we both drove this. I was we in a different drove. way. We both drove this this week. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So we can both talk about it. So, uh, yeah. So I, I had driven this vehicle about an hour. About a month before, so for about an hour, a month before, I drove the EV6 GT. I uh, was very impressed with it then, um, and then I drove it uh, this past week, and I am very impressed with it now. Um, it is uh, when I drove it the first time. My first thought was, "Oh, it's like a baby Taycan. It's <laughs> it's it's fast. There's a lot of room." Except, There's, wait, how many of these could you buy for one? You could buy two. You could two. double. So you, you could, could get, get two two EV6 GTs <coughs> for the size for the price of a Taycan. Of one Taycan. Yeah. Of a, well, or if you got the what about with the Taycan Turbo S? The, the inexpensive one, yeah, yeah. the eighty well, something thousand dollar one. You yeah. could get one, um, okay. one and a half of these. No, one and yeah. a half of these. <laughs> no, one and a one and a third. It's it's, it's see I see I. You I could do. maybe get one of these and get a Kona EV too. Yeah, you could probably do that. There you go. So you can get one of these, and then you have a little, like a little, another 
Eevee. Little Kona is backup. Yeah, yeah, little Kona is backup. Uh, yeah, so the Eevee 6 GT, it's it's quick. Uh, 0 to 6 in 3.4 seconds, which is um, Fast. Sort, of, sort of ridiculous at this point. Um, it's 576 horsepower, 546 pound-feet of torque. Um, so uh, it still has the same 77.4 kilowatt-hour battery, but it's built on an 800-volt architecture, which means it charges at up to 250, 250, 240 kilowatts at a DC fast charger, which is faster than offerings from Mercedes, Ford, BMW, um, Nissan. the Hyundai, Nissan. Uh, it's it's quick, and that's to me that's that's sort of the the big big news when it comes to Hyundai is, well, besides the fact that the cars look cool, is that they charge really quickly, and I think that's that's the real issue is 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 charging anxiety because you're like oh I'm gonna go across country. I don't want to sit for 45 minutes every time I stop, which I sure I can understand that, but this this is quicker. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. I was talking about this when I was doing the drive that it's it's not just how many miles can you go, but like when you get to the end of that miles when you're on a road trip because you're almost never going to run out of all those miles just in your day to day. How long do I have to sit and wait? If I have to sit and wait for two hours, that feels painful. You know, that feels like, oh, God, I'm just never getting to my destination because I'm going to be charging. This goes, I think the number was up to 80%. I think it's 18 minutes at the fastest charging. So 18 minutes, seriously, go inside, peruse the shelves, and buy what might kill you from the Slim Jim slash packaged pastry food section of the convenience store. Take a bathroom break. Come back out. You got to wait five minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. it it's um, I'm always um, amazed at how quickly time passes when you're driving an EV and you go to park and you go to get you know oh I'm gonna charge it it's gonna take thirty minutes or whatever. That time moves really really quickly. That's that's um, and when it's eighteen minutes that's yeah it's it's the bathroom break, um, buying some sort of processed meat stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the meat stick. <laughs> Don't getting, buy those things that just roll on the little grill endlessly because those will those will actually kill you. You'll yeah. you'll be stopping you, you, you in about twenty that minutes. Been thoroughly processed <laughs> yeah. and vacuum wrapped, right? Right, because otherwise you're yes. going to be stopping in twenty minutes later, and you're going to be stopping for a lot longer, and it will not be. And, and then you may have to be stopping like every ten minutes. <laughs> every after ten that minutes or for, the for the next, next several two hours. hours. Yeah. yeah, and then that place, it doesn't matter how quickly your car is charging. You're not going uh, on, anywhere. On the other hand, you know, if if it can go zero to sixty in three and a half seconds, you know, you can. You can cover a lot of ground in that 10 minutes. That's, That's true. true. In the brief That's time true. that you're allowed, you can drive before you need your next bathroom break. <laughs> I'm going. Well, it's a top speed of 161 miles an hour in a Kia. <laughs> I like to just point, keep pointing out yes. because everyone's, everyone kept, it, everyone's ignored the Stinger. And that's just, it's, it's, Which is it's, a shame because the Stinger a is a fantastic car. Yeah. It's, a tr- it's tragically ignored by the it by was. the public. Everyone I, loves it. I had one. I finally had one like a few months ago, and I loved it. And I'm like, this is a really great car that no one. It's just, it's just, it's a coupe. Yeah, not a coupe. It's a, it's a, it's a car. It's not an SUV. It's a sedan. It's, it's a hatchback big. sedan. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. A fastback, I guess. I don't even know anymore. And everybody, right, everybody ignores it, and it's a great great car. And the thing, I kept thinking, because part of this drive that we did, Robbie, we took it on this beautiful route through the Valley of Fire. And then we went to the Las Vegas Motor Speedway in our Kia. And we drove it around a track, and then we took it to the drag strip. Robbie, we took a Kia to the drag strip. And then I got to drift it. 
so I got to do that. It was yeah. just like all these things. It has a drift mode. You just, it you know, does. This, this is, there's this fun like Mario, uh, like you know, uh, Capcom uh, special code to get into drag drift mode. X it was, X red yellow green yeah, blue you X. Yeah, like turn yeah. the car on. Left you gotta right, the left park. right. Yeah, you gotta hold down the the parking brake button, um, and then you have to put your foot. And after that, you hold that down for a little bit, and then you oh no, not the parking brake. You, you hold down the um, the the traction control until that's completely off. Then you put your foot on the gas. You hold the gas all the way down. Then you pull both paddles and you hold those. So you have the you, your, the foot on the gas all the way down. You're holding the paddles all the way down. Then it goes into drift mode. And so then, super easy, super super yeah, easy. Super, <laughs> and that well, to, to, considering how easy that thing goes into drift, <laughs> yeah. And how many times I was just getting it like just a, a one eight. <laughs> I kept pulling one eighties instead of drifting. Um, that's <laughs> that's probably the one one of the things I'm like, you know what? Because the the super elaborate weird thing you you people have to do to go into launch mode it was always just like ah, people are just going, yeah, this is dumb. Drift mode, though, on the other hand, I'm totally fine with. To be honest, because people are going to, because they're idiots, they're going to try this on the regular road. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, don't do that, you should don't. Do no, that, you people. should definitely not. You then should. they told us, don't, don't do that. Don't use don't, drift mode on yeah. the regular road because it will. Yeah, it, it because it throws all up to uh, all the power that the vehicle is producing while you're in it is is a hundred percent in the back on the the rear wheels. And as soon as you hit it, you turn it, you're you're sideways. And and there yeah. should be. I mean. Even if you know how to do this, you've done this a hundred times. You should not be doing this. Oh, you should because you need so a pra- yeah. Go, you need go to a track. track. You need yeah. a track. You should, you need you a should track. never be doing any of this sort of stuff on public roads. You know, find a track day somewhere. Yeah. or you know, any of the other fancy stuff. You yeah, know, this is the stuff you do in a very large empty parking lot, or a track, you That's know, fair. or an autocross yeah. course, things like that. Yeah. Although you don't really want to do it in an autocross because then you get penalty points for killing the cones. But You're going to hit all the cones. cones if you put the Every cone. All the Every cones. Like, yum, yum, yum. <laughs> eat them all up. It took me a while to get it, literally, because it's just so used to like having to so, like, talk the car into drifting, and you don't. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> the, the come on, is, can we drift? Wee! Whoops. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, it, typically, you're talking the car into drifting. Um, with this, you're, 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 you're not, it's, it's like, Hey, you're like, Oh gosh, Whoa, hold on. Let me try again. Well, no, 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 let me figure No, 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 no. Um, but yeah, no, I, 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 I like the EV6 as a regular car. I especially like the EV6 GT, um, as a sports car again, a Kia, um, it's fast. Uh, it handles, uh, much better than, than it's, it's regular counterpart. Um, uh, it's still you, you know you still feel that EV heft. It's not a it's you know it's it, it's not a Porsche. It's not you know it's not planted on the road as well as something like as a, as a Taycan. But the, you know, there's a reason why or a Stinger costs. probably or a Stinger. Yeah. Um, but having said that, it's still just it's a fun car to, to have. You you do get kicked in the face when it comes to uh, uh, range though. You do. <laughs> this, there's a to, big difference. There is. A, it's it's 206 miles is the range on this. That's the EPA. Um, if you get this the regular um, rear-wheel drive long-range uh, EV6, you can do 310 miles. So it's like 100 this, miles difference. But if, if you're, you get if the, you're, the all-wheel drive ones are, I mean, it's still a hit, but not quite, because it's, t- depending on the trim, 282 and 252. 
yeah. for all-wheel drive. So yeah. at least, like, like if you're comparing all-wheel drives across the board, you could get a Kia EV6 with all-wheel drive for 282 But it wouldn't be fun. I mean, it wouldn't be as fun. It's it not, it's not fun. It would not be as fun, and you aren't going to be able to do the drift, and it doesn't have the little... Glowy. It doesn't actually glow. So, it feels like it should. That neon green neon GT green. mode button day on glow. the steering wheel. It's like this day glow green. Like, hello, 1980, you're back. It's a really yeah. bright green. So, so that, that's even worse than the Genesis GV60 Performance, which has the same powertrain in it. <laughs> Did they give any explanation for, for why it's worse than the, the GV60? No. I, mean, maybe, or no. Is it, you know, I don't think tires, anybody, higher performance I don't, tires. On I don't the, think anybody specifically asked that question and they didn't get into that. Um, yeah. I'll have to send a I, little yeah. note to James and ask I don't know about if it that. was, you got a different answer at your, because you were different waves. I don't know if you had gotten anything better. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, no, we didn't. It's, maybe, it's, maybe, maybe they have higher performance tires on the, on the uh, Kia. Uh, I think they do. On the uh, Just the, Genesis. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they were not. Uh, yeah, they were not they were not low rolling resistance tires, because yeah, you try to drift in low resistance. I mean, if you have low rolling resistance, those things will break free way easier. But I don't think we would. I think it would just spun the wheels. We've just been like off. ice, woohoo, just everywhere. Yeah, that yeah. would not have worked. Um, but even with that, you know, it's it costs. Let me get the price. I have. I it got on it. Here. Sixty-one thousand four hundred dollars. Sixty-one thousand four hundred dollars. Is so that it, it's, with or without the uh, delivery that, charge? That's oh, without the delivery charge. I think it's charge. without. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So you're you're paying a lot of money. You're losing range, but you're also getting a really fun crossover that you can still cram all your stuff in. There's still like lots lots of room inside the vehicle for in the front and the back seats. That's one of the things with that eGMP uh, platform is that the rear seats have surprisingly a large amount of room for for tall people and not so tall people um yeah i i really like the kia ev6 gt if i were um if i were not a writer if i were a person who had a real job and made more money <laughs> so which one if so, you're gonna get an ev6 which one would you get robbie you're oh, the, the money, like money thing oh i would get the ev6 gt yeah oh, that would definitely get the ev6 gt just because it's I know it's 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 a lot of power that you probably won't use all the time, but it's the same, you know. But that's the same like thing with, with that's the, any car. My you BRZ, know, you know, yeah. it's not it's it's not that performance. I'm not using it all the time, but when I am, like you know, when I do, I won't go into the back. There's a lot of back roads around my house. I'm gonna go drive around in my car. Then yeah, but the EV6 GT has more. I could like put band stuff in the back. Of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like I, you try sticking a bass guitar in the in the trunk of a of a of a BRZ, it just it doesn't Not, work. Doesn't work out well. It doesn't no, fit. No. Little squish. Yeah, I have to put it. I can shove it in the back seat, which is you know. Is it like just, you have to have it exactly the right angle? What which side faces up? Where the like yeah. everything has yeah. to be perfectly. Yeah, it fits. Like I have to open it up and slide it in. It just fits with the case, the the bass guitar. Or I just put the front seat back a little bit and it just sits as the passenger. So I just drive around with my, the passenger bass guitar. Uh, regular guitar, I think, will fit in the. No, I don't think that'll fit in the back either. Actually, <laughs> now that I think about it, yeah, neither gets neither of my guitars will fit in my in the trunk of my my BRZ. Um, Aw, poor BRZ. and bongos, though. <laughs> so, Backpacks <Robbie>. and bongos? <laughs> you, you were mentioning the rear seat room, uh, and you're like, what, 6'3", 6'4"? 6'3". 6'3". So I was watching a video yesterday uh, that Roman Micah put up on uh, TFL EV, I think, uh, and he, he published a walk-around video. It wasn't a drive impressions review, just the walk-around. And 
uh, he sat in the the back seat of the EV6 GT, and he's not as tall as you. I think he's like six foot or six one. Um, and he was complaining about headroom, and this, of course, you know, gets to the the classic problem of you know even people who are the same height will not have the you know the same I kind am of experience. All legs, yeah, because yeah. it depends on on your proportions. Yeah, and you know if you're if you're all legs, you're you're gonna have more headroom in that same seat. Versus, you know, and but maybe a little bit less knee room, whereas Roman had lots of knee room, so he must be more torso, uh, like me, than than uh, than you are. Um, yeah, so, I'm all he legs and his, arms. Yeah, his I'm, his I'm, head was hitting the, the uh, headliner like a squid. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of those. You know those things that the little men that with the, that they have outside of like a gas station, a little bloke. Oh, yeah, yeah. With the like the air, the air guys. <laughs> the air guys just flopping around. Look how you look like just my, like him. <laughs> my arms don't even fit into the camera. <laughs> how, that's how long they are. I have a 36 inch M seam. Oof. Yeah. yeah. So that's some long legs. Yeah, so I have I have really long. I will say that when you have to put the, when I ever had to put a helmet on though, um, I still even in the EV6 GT like it's, I, my head was hitting the roof. Hmm. Well, who is there? There's well, some, and that's not uncommon. Yeah, the, and tall guys like in some small cars, you guys, people your height, Rob, you can't you put the helmet on, it's like it's all over. You're, you're yeah, it's like my my you mama, can't. I'm a little yeah. bit kinked. It's it's never like and then they're like oh now do some performance driving and I'm like you're like, to, like no I can't I I'm can't like I would be so straight. much better at track days if. I wasn't <laughs> you could in sit up yeah. straight. <laughs> I wasn't in extreme pain. Uh, you know, I, when when I uh, last May when I drove the uh, Mazda Miata RF at Oof. Road America, you know, had a, had a helmet on, and it was raining, so we had to have the uh, the roof closed. Uh, and, oh, and you know, so it's like I'm sitting there, you know, squished. I had to put the seat, you know, push the seat forward and recline it back as much as I could fit, you know. And I'm only five eleven, you know, and I'm, my head still kinked like this, you know, trying to trying to squeeze in there um, yeah. it, that was not a fun couple of minutes yeah no it's it's a <laughs> uh, yeah it's a thing I've, and I think I asked you once Sam I'm like hey if you buy your own helmet will I have a little bit extra room <laughs> and you're like no they're all about the same I'm like they're oh. all the same yeah. cause motorcycle helmets to... like you can buy a more like motorcycle helmets are like there's like varying degrees of but yeah. then you're gonna have to haul a helmet with you wherever you go that's like that's, that's like the other thing the is I don't, put it I don't, on a plane I don't have time for track days. I, I, I don't think I've, I've never taken my BRZ to the track. I've been to the track a bunch of times, but it's always with, you know, on events. Mm-hmm. And then I get home and I'm just like, I just want to stay home. <laughs> I just, just want to stay home with my cats and my dogs and my wife. <laughs> well, the, and uh, the, the, other, the other problem with taking, uh, taking your own helmet, you know, to a media program with track day, I don't know if they did this for the, the Kia event, uh, but a couple of years ago when Ford did the... Uh, the GT500 launch program at uh, at Las Vegas. Uh, I took my helmet with me, but then we had uh, we had to use a hands device. Um, oh yeah, and then you're stuck. Oh, the, you're one, the ones that they had, you know, my Didn't my helmet's got helmet. the the studs on there for the for one type of hands device, but there's there's different ones on the market that have different connectors on them, and oh. mine wouldn't work with that, so I had to uh. use their helmet anyway. So the we didn't have hands. But the hand for people who don't know, it's a, it's like a shoulder it's a mount. Head, thing. It stands for it's short for head and neck support. It, so it, it it's keeps like your, this. It keeps your your, your it, keep, it essentially keeps you from doing this and snapping your neck off. <laughs> yeah, or so, but straight it's this ahead. it's yeah. this really stiff yeah. thing. It's like I always think it, it like it's this hard plastic that fits like front and back, and you cannot you cannot look the least little bit left or right. You can't really look up or down. 
which is super hard to do because I know you're getting on a track and they'll tell you, okay, you're clear to go, but you still want to look over your right shoulder at a habit. It's like, oh, like, like forces yeah. you back. I, I find them You, you have to use so the mirrors and use your peripheral vision. Oh. Yeah, They're look, so tight. I hate wearing them. I always but, feel like I can't breathe. Most driving but the, is but they have you saved a go. lot of lives oh, no, that's true. over the yeah. last 20 years. Absolutely. Since they were invented. But they're not comfy. Blech. Yeah. <coughs> yeah, they, 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 yeah. Look where you want to go. Is like, okay, cool. Oh, gosh. I can't, I can't look where my eyes don't look that far to the side. <laughs> that's my... Anyway, EV6 GT. Uh, it's a great little car. I really enjoyed it. Um, two, that 240... You know what? I wish the Ionic Five. I like the, uh, the look of the Ionic Five still better. I'm sure we're probably going to get an end of one of those. I think that's what they said they would. And I'm happy. Yeah, they have now. said there's an Ionic Five N coming. So then which... that'll come out, and then I'll just I'll just flip back to the Ionic Five. So right yeah. now you're EV6 because there's a GT. No, but no, as soon no. As the still, Ionic Five. Of the EV6s, I would get the GT, but I would still get the Ionic Five because I like it the way it, the way it looks. You I like, like the it way looks it looks like a. Video I do game. like all the little. I was going to say <clears> all the little squares, the little pixel kind of design all over it. It's cool. I like that about the Ionic. Yeah. Although, I it, per- personally, I would I would still take the Kia over the. the I like the Ionic a lot. Why would, would you do Kia? Kia? What makes I, you I do just, Kia? I like the shape of it better. Okay. Yeah. See, that's that. My I, I, I there's some. I have some friends who walked outside an Ionic Five drove by, and I'm like, oh, isn't that cool? And they're like, no. I'm like, what? They're like, you know which one's they know which one's cool? The EV6. I'm like, yeah. oh, well, it's the same car. They're like, we know, but we like it better. And I'm like, oh, so we're we're just it's the same argument. Just this for is, regular this people. Is, this is why you have three distinctly different variants of the yeah. same car. Of the you same. have the Hyundai Ionic, you yes. know, which is you know got one kind of design language to it. You have the EV6, which is essentially the same car, but with a different look to it. And some people like one or the other. And then you also have the Genesis GV60. Which is distinct again, you know, and more luxurious, more premium feeling than either of the other two, and and if it's yeah, yellow, it looks like Pikachu. Yeah. <laughs> Bonus. Pika Pika. Pika Pika. Pika Pika. Pika Pika. Yeah. So, all right, cool. Well, I can't wait to get one of these and try it out with my my brand new Electrify America chargers that they just installed last week. Ooh. Or week Ooh. That my local charging Brad. station. Has has six um, six chargers, and um, they've been over the last year. They've, they've gotten <coughs> notoriously more unreliable, and mm. so they ripped out five of the six. That what they're doing is they they're at each of the stations where they're doing these rip and replace. They're leaving the one charger that still has a Chatamo connector on it for Nissan Leaf drivers, and then they're rip, they're replacing all of the others with brand new chargers. It's a new design. It looks different. Uh, it's got a bigger screen. Uh, I, I drove by it the other day. It didn't have an EV to plug in, uh, but they. Uh, it looks like it should. The screen is much brighter. It looks like it should be much more usable in daylight. Oh. Um, and uh, can't wait to try those out. And of the previously, we had two 350s and then three one or four 150s, including the the Chatamo one. Now the five new ones are all 350 kilowatt hyper fast chargers. So hyper, now that hyper, I've hyper. seen the label. And it says hyper fast, 350 kilowatt. I now I know that hyper is better than ultra because the, the 150s are the ultras. Hyper is better than ultra. Hyper is better than hyper is better than ultra. Remember that, kids. And <laughs> and since since now that they're all 350s at my local station, I don't have to worry about somebody oh. taking up the one working 350 with a Chevy Bolt. With their Bolt, it's <laughs> again. It, it's just that's it. <sighs> On you know what with the I, I want to go back, 
for the Kia information, you had to go into the specs page, the spec sheet, in order to get to make sure it was 240, um, the kill, the the charge rate. It's not on the site. It's not in the press release stuff. It's just like, oh, you can go from zero to or 10 percent to 80 percent in however many minutes. They don't give you the number. You have to go into the spec sheet to find it. And I'm just like, that's just tell everybody and, and, what the number is. Right, and, and this is this is them. a problem, you know, for for manufacturers and you know. <sighs> I don't necessarily blame consumers for using a faster charger than they need because they don't know a lot of yeah a lot of times they, they don't know yeah I think it, some people it, know I think people who know probably try not to do that but I think a lot of people they, there's there's a they just don't know that kind of detail like you said Robbie it's so hard to find it so if you, it's not something that's like hey. Stuck right, you know, like the octane for fuel is easy to find in your the, car. Yeah, you open right? the door, there's a label right there could, that could, says. Yeah, if you could flip it open and immediately it see it, like, you. oh, right there, this is what my car is capable of charging at, then you would know, like, if it was Just right there. And, you know? And, you know, at least with, with octane and gasoline, it doesn't matter if you put in 85 octane or 95 octane, the tank still fills in the same amount of time. So it doesn't right. matter which pump you use from that perspective. Right. Yeah, whereas with the battery, it's a very different thing. Big difference, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Well, always with the complaining about. (laughs) Did you know you can support wheel bearings directly? Head to Patreon.com/slash/WheelBearingsMedia, and you can become a patron today. Your contributions will help fund the platforms and tools we use to bring the podcast to you. And exclusives and improvements are already on the way thanks to your generosity. So, if you want to be part of an automotive podcast like no other. Head to patreon.com slash wheelbearingsmedia. I, I, I drove something that um, did not have a plug on it uh, and um, was not particularly fuel efficient. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> at you. I just scrolled up on our spreadsheet. <clears throat> Go ahead with that. <laughs> so I, I had the, uh, the new Toyota Tundra um, iForce Max Capstone 4x4. Four by, four by four. Uh, so the Capstone is the new trim level that, that Toyota is introducing across... Uh, their trucks and SUVs. It's their top of the line, you know, equivalent of a limited or uh, platinum or platinum. You know, some of the other trim levels <clears> at <throat> various. Everybody's got different branding for their their it's highest their top, end. They're fancy. Trim. Yeah. So a Toyota, it's Capstone. Um, capstone. When you get a Capstone, you get all the the fanciest stuff in there. And <clears throat> for the new Tundra, uh, there's only two powertrains available. Uh, they're they're all it's all. Twin turbo V6, 3.5 liters now, which, if that sounds vaguely familiar, is pretty much exactly the same configuration as the uh, the classic <laughs> Ford EcoBoost V6, 3.5 liter twin turbo, and it makes pretty close to the same power. Like it, the depending on which configuration of a Ford you get, sometimes it's slightly more, slightly less power, and slightly more, slightly less torque than than the Toyota. Uh, in the case of the Tundra that I had. Uh, it is so in the Tundra because there's only the two configurations. The the standard iForce twin turbo V6, 400 or 389 horsepower and 479 foot pounds of torque, uh, which is slightly less power, slightly more torque than the most common 400 horsepower version you find on the F150. Uh, and for the iForce Max, which is the hybrid, you get 437 horsepower. 583 foot-pounds of torque, which is quite good, actually. Um, and one of the 
interesting uh, details. Uh, Toyota recommends 87 octane or higher, uh, whereas Ford actually recommends, uh, I think, 91 octane, recommends premium gas. So you're the person who gets to buy the middle gas. Yeah. The middle gas. (laughs) You are the middle gas. You are. Who buys the middle gas? It turns out Toyota Tundra I4's Capstone Max Super Truck Fire. Well, the the 87 is regular. That's actually the the low end, unless you're in Colorado where they have 85 octane for some reason. I I don't know why. But uh, but 87 is in most of the country is that's regular gas. And so Toyota just recommends regular. And that's probably why it has slightly less power than the Ford because in the Ford you can use regular gas um, it will just detune the engine a little bit it'll back off on the spark advance and and the uh, the timing and everything uh, yeah, and so you'll get you'll probably end up with about the same performance um, so in in the case of uh, the Toyota they said you know it's fine with regular um, and 389 or uh, 437 horsepower, 583 foot-pounds is plenty. There's more than enough, uh, more than enough uh, energy there. Um, there's also a 48 horsepower um, electric motor um, that is in between the engine and the transmission, the 10-speed automatic transmission uh, in this thing. And <coughs> most of the time, you're probably not going to notice that there's even electrification on this thing, which was kind of odd. I thought, you know, the to- Toyota, you know, being the the originator of, of modern hybrids, uh, you know, you drive most Toyota hybrids and, you know, the engines are shutting down all the time, you know, and going into electric mode. Anytime you lift off, a lot of times the engine will be shutting down, coasting, and it'll just be regenerating. Um, I found that driving the, the Tundra, it didn't actually turn off the engine very frequently. Uh, in fact, you know, and like again, you know, you drive a Rav Four or a Prius or a Camry Hybrid. You know, pretty much every time you come to a stop, it's shutting off the engine. You know, unless it's really, really cold. And you know, temperature during the time I had it was you know in the mid to upper 30s to low 40s um, most of the time, which is is fairly chilly, but still. Even once the thing is good and warmed up, it very rarely actually shut off the engine when I came to a stop. And most of the time, like if I was at a red light, most of the time it was turning the engine back on well before the light turned green, uh, which I find very unusual for a Toyota hybrid. Um, Hmm. This one also, like most Toyota hybrids, still has a nickel metal hydride, hydride battery rather than a lithium ion battery. Toyota's starting to shift towards lithium batteries in their hybrids. They've, they've used them, they certainly, they've used them in the plug-in hybrids. They've used them in some variants of the Prius over the years, but they're mostly still nickel-metal hydride, which is cheaper uh, than, uh, than the lithium batteries, but it's also lower energy density, so the battery's a little bigger, a little heavier. Um, but, you know, I, the, the, you know, this Tundra, uh, the four-wheel drive hybrid, is EPA rated at 19 city, uh, 22 highway, 20 combined. <clears throat> and when I've had the F-150 hybrid, which is pretty similar in terms of specs, you know, in terms of power, torque, uh, weight, you know, certainly about roughly the same size, um, you know, I have typically been able to get at least 20 with it. And 
I did quite a bit of highway driving with the Tundra. I uh, had a couple of trips back and forth to Detroit, uh, to Dearborn, to, to Troy. Um, and I only averaged just over 17 miles per gallon. Ouch. Which was kind of unimpressive for a Toyota, certainly for a Toyota hybrid. But, you know, compared to the only other full-size hybrid pickup truck, compared to an F-150 hybrid, it was definitely not as good. Um, I didn't do any towing uh, with it, but uh, let's see. Let me find the, the tow specs. I think the tow specs are um, roughly the same. Um, let's see. So 4x4 four four, uh, crew max. Uh, it will tow. Uh, I don't know. Oh, maximum towing capacity, 11,170 pounds. So depending between the 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 four by the four by two uh, gas engine uh, and the the four by four um, crew, uh, crew max hybrid, it's up as much as twelve thousand pounds. And this one that I had was uh, eleven thousand one hundred seventy pounds, which is is plenty. I mean that's that's about what you're going to get with the Ford as well. Um, so it's it's, sim- it's in the same ballpark there. Uh, so towing is not an issue, unlike with an electric pickup truck. Um, mm-hmm. You can tow all day long with this thing. You know, you'll just have to stop for gas, and you can fill up the gas tank pretty quickly. Uh, so that's not an issue. Uh, but um, you know, in terms of the the way the interior felt, you know, I would say that it's certainly a huge upgrade over the previous generation Tundra. Uh, the, uh, the infotainment system is really nice. You get the 14 inch touchscreen. I've complained before about the fact that with that, the current, the new Toyota infotainment system that you can't have multiple things on the screen at once. Um, you know, you can have navigation or media controls or, uh, settings, but you can't have a dual pane display. Um, Toyota's heard my complaints about this. Maybe someday they'll change it. Probably not. Um, the, uh, Maybe. The, vo- the, vo- the voice recognition worked great. Um, you know, every time I said, hey, Toyota, it, it recognized my voice and, and responded, and it generally worked really well. Um, most, you know, once I had gone through using that and, and playing around with that, then I plugged in my phone and used Android Auto, uh, and then you get a nice dual-pane setup because it's got big screen, so it shows you Google Maps on one pane, and your media controls on the other side, and you can quickly toggle back and forth between them just by tapping one side or the other. Uh, and so that works really well. Uh, it's also got wireless support for Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. CarPlay also has uh, the ability to show multiple things on the screen at once. Uh, you know, as with the other full-size pickups, uh, you know, lots of lots and lots of rear seat room. You know, if if you want almost Limo-like rear seat comfort, a full-size crew cab pickup is actually a really good way to go. Uh, the <clears throat> the the one I had, the Capstone, um, also has uh, uh, steps, uh, retracting steps. It had retracting running boards and retracting steps under the corners of the rear bumper, uh, but I couldn't find a way to retract those steps without opening the tailgate. When you open the tailgate, the steps come out so you can step up into the the cab you don't have any of the other fancy stuff like you like the uh, step that can pull out of the tailgate like you do on the f-150s 
um, or the side steps ahead of the, the rear wheel arches that you have on, on some vehicles. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a nice touch to, to have that. It's easier to step up into the thing. Um, you don't have any of the pro power on board capabilities that the Fords have. The interior, as I said, is a huge step up from previous Tundras, but still not quite up to the standard of what you get in a Ram. The Ram is still, you know, mm -hmm. the class of the field when it comes to premium feeling interiors. Um, nice leather seats, um, you know, lots, lots of room, lots of storage space for all your stuff that uh, you're going to carry in a truck. No, no, no uh, cookie table, though. Uh, Aww. Donut table. Forget it. I'm out. Uh, Burrito table. <laughs> and uh, let's see. All in, this one came to $77,390, or $339, sorry. Any guesses on delivery charge? Oh, oh, oh. Uh, okay, I'm picked on this later in this podcast by a person. I'm going with $1. <laughs> Robbie wins again. It's a, it's, a, it's a truck. <laughs> it's a truck. So $1,695. Oh, I was they're, they're following the, the, really you know, the, the pattern time. of all but the others. I still won, so that's all the others. You yeah. always win. I feel like at this point you just should... Throw it a number like 5,000. Throw me a bone, Robbie. <laughs> Throw me a bone. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you can also get the, uh, the Tundra. Um, let's see. Start, it looks like the limited grade starts at uh, $54,000. So these are uh, uh, a little pricey. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're definitely getting up there. A little pricey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it. If you if you like a Toyota truck, a full size Toyota truck, uh, oh, actually that's that's just for the uh, the hybrid is the fifty four thousand um, dollars. You can also get the gas engine tundra tundras starting at thirty seven thousand uh, dollars. So that's you know that's in the ballpark with where the same ballpark is where an F one fifty Silverado or Ram fifteen hundred is going to be. Uh, so that is the uh, this one was a twenty twenty two tundra uh, hybrid. Uh, the 2023 is carryover, uh, no no changes yet. Um, and uh, if you like a if you like a big grill, Toyota's got you covered. Bam! All the grill in it's your got face. Got all the grill. All the grills in yeah. your face. Just get a Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a Maverick. Hey, you know I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, <laughs> I, for most people, a Maverick or a Santa Cruz is all the pickup yeah. truck you need. If you need something a little bigger, just get the Honda something or other. What's it the called pilot, uh, The Ridgeline? Ridgeline. Yeah, yeah. the Ridgeline. My wife, I, I, I think I've told this story before. <laughs> we were looking for cars and they had the Ridgeline. My wife's like, is this electric? I'm like, no. She's like, <laughs> Forget well, it, I'm out. Rumor, rumor has it that uh, the, there will be an electric version of the Tacoma, the new Tacoma, when it comes out next year. Oh, that'd be um, nice. And uh, I've been told by a source uh, that the... Uh, Tacoma will be revealed in the spring around April-ish. Um, oh, uh, I'll be on vacation. Yeah. Where, where are you going to be vacationing? I'm not sure yet. Okay. Um, somewhere be west. Because from, from what, from, from what, I, from <laughs> what I understand west. about where it's You're going to be revealed, go east? <laughs> it would be a very nice vacation spot, too. Oh, we'll is talk it about late? that later. Oh, well, shoot. That sounds like somewhere I'll actually be. <laughs> All right. Uh, anyway, I don't want to work on my let's, vacation. Let's move on. Um, so earlier this week, um, Ford had their uh, 
they finally uh, revived their annual holiday reception. This is something that uh, certainly, you know, here in Detroit, automakers have, up until 2019, uh, was, you know, we're doing every year, um, you know, they would invite all the local media and analysts out uh, for just, you know, casual, you know, spend some time with the, uh, with the executives, have, you know, eat some shrimp, uh, eat some sushi, uh, eat, eat, eat whatever you want, you know, have some drinks. Um, and you know, some casual conversation with, uh, with the executives and, and, uh, the PR teams. And so Ford had their reception again for the first time this year, since 2019. Um, Jim Farley was there, uh, also had some good conversations with some other folks. Oh, cool. Um, but, uh, one of the interesting things that, uh, that Jim talked about, um, is he threw out this idea of, you know, who you know what well we started off with which was the more important vehicle to Ford the Model T or the Model A um you know in, in the early part you know the early 20th century and while the T certainly you know sold in huge numbers and was the first car to really be accessible to the masses you know especially as they kept cutting the price year after year to year as they made the production process more efficient by the, the middle 1910s, you know, by 1914, 15, 16, it was already starting to get kind of old. Uh, it was, you know, it was a very basic, um, car that was, you know, like extremely simple. It was easy for anybody to fix. Um, you know, nothing, nothing fancy on there. Um, but, at, by that time, by the middle of the 1910s, it was already being superseded by products from other manufacturers that were getting close to the same price, but you know, significantly more sophisticated, like you know, the first Chevrolets and and Dodges and various other cars. And Farley's argument was that the Model A ultimately was more important to Ford in terms of making sure that Ford was a company that's still around today in the 21st century. And Henry Ford wanted to keep the Model T going in perpetuity. He just wanted to keep cutting the cost out of the Model T and said, that's all the car that people need. You know, they don't need anything more than that. Um, but of course, as we know, people are not rational when it comes to buying vehicles. You know, they, they want what they want. And, uh, you know, and it was Edsel Ford, Henry's son, that really pushed through the Model A and, and got, the, you know, got the Model A built into production. And if it hadn't been for Edsel and the Model A, Ford almost certainly would have been bankrupt by 1920. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was well on its way there, uh, despite selling countless numbers of, of Model Ts. And so Farley's telling this story, and he said, does, does Tesla... Needed Edsel, an Edsel Ford. Not, not Edsel the car, but Edsel Ford. <laughs> no one needs an Edsel the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if so, who is Tesla's Edsel? Because so, what, you know, someone, you, so you're saying someone to say you need to, what would the Tesla, what would Edsel, what's the, ooh, what's the tes- next what generation of Tesla? So the, the guy who says next gen, let's bring it? They don't, well, that's the thing. I read this article for, for TechCrunch. I don't know, like six months. I don't know. Time doesn't make any sense anymore. But I, essentially the article was that um, Tesla needs a Tim Cook. Some Tesla needs somebody mm-hmm. to take over 
to to run the you know to 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 move Tesla forward to to take over as an adult and run that company. Um, and now, now I guess now investors are saying that essentially, yeah, <laughs> because of the the dropping the drop in price. I think there's 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 a point where you you have somebody who runs a company, who um, who pushes the company to this point, and then they just sort of like I don't want to say stagnate, but they're not. Yeah, it's a sort of. I mean, the the Tesla lineup is pretty stagnant. To be, to be honest, I mean, yeah, I mean, you got the, of a the, new Model the S and the X coming out, yeah, and the three and the Y, and then there's, there's a semi, which is I don't know why they're getting into that because Daimler essentially owns that market. Good luck trying to figure that out. Um, you sold a couple of them to to Pepsi. Good for you. That's great PR for everybody involved, but it's not a long term strategy. Um, yeah, I think there's you know, and and to to be honest, I think Elon Musk is bored with Tesla. I think he's there because he has to be because he knows that he's 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 tightly intertwined with that with that company and his his fortune is tightly intertwined with that company as well. Um, I think that but I think there needs to be a point where he says, okay, this is a person who's going to be my successor, and he has to make sure that everyone understands that and who that person is. No clue. It's because you you know you have to be someone who who can. A placate Musk while also moving things forward. You have to you have to be someone who's going to be able to talk uh, Musk into a allowing them to run the company and b um, taking you know reins of the company and allowing and Musk saying yeah that's fine, which is you know for for Musk I think we've all seen it's that's that's something that's very difficult for him to do. He doesn't he doesn't really like when people say. Well, maybe we should do this. He's like, oh, no, you don't know what you're talking about, which is why, you know, Tesla's had a difficult time keeping, you know, automotive people on staff. I don't know if they need a person. What's their next thing? They don't have new models coming. Don't they have a new platform that they're working on, though? Theoretically, theoretically, like a, a new cheaper platform for its vehicles. It's supposed to make them let, you know, take the pricing down and everything. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've talked for years about, you know, Launching a twenty-five thousand dollar EV, and then, which, but then he said they weren't yeah. going to do it. Then they then they came out a few months ago. It's like, ah, oh, we're not going to do that. And we're just like, whoa. <sighs> yeah, and, you know, I mean, the 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 parallels to the Model T, I think, are interesting. You know, Tesla's been putting a lot of effort into trying to simplify and take cost out of the Model Three and the Y, uh, especially the Y, which is selling much better than the Three now. Uh, you know, moving to away from having a bunch of stampings that they have to weld together to these giant castings for the front and rear structure, the the structural battery, all of which are good things that that need to happen. But does you know in this modern age, you know, can you just keep iterating on the same the same design, the same basic idea, you know, continually tweaking it, um, or you know, at some point, do you need to do something? fundamentally different the the, the, mm. uh, the car buyer we want new and shiny that's all there is to it i mean there's there's i mean they're losing market share they still own the market but there's but they're losing market share and yeah they, they've dropped and, from 85 percent two years ago to 60 percent of the ev market in the u.s yeah so mm. you know they're losing share and you know some of that has to do with the fact that it's the same car and it's the same car and it's the same car and there's an ev6 out there and there's a Ionic 5 and there's a Mach-E and there's you know there's all these other vehicles there's the Equinox coming and it's the same car 
and it's the same car. And we like, you know, people just, we like new and shiny things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's literally our job is to go out and drive new and shiny things and tell people yes or no, should you or shouldn't you buy it? And at some point that, that you know, if you don't have the new shiny thing, why am I going to re-review? I can't just keep re-reviewing the Tesla Model Y. Again. You know, at the, yeah, and, and, you know, people look out there and it, there's, again, there's, there's, the, buying cars is, is such an emotional thing because it is a lot of money. So you want something that you really want. And maybe you don't want something that's been around for a while. Maybe you want mm-hmm. something new and shiny. And that's, you know, that's your prerogative. That's your money. Um, and I think, you know, looking at that drop in market share, I think Tesla's hopefully realizing that. Um, you know, there's again, there's regards how you feel about Elon Musk. Uh, there's a lot of good, nice smart people that work at Tesla who work hard and, you know, every day they show up to work and they want to build a car for a better tomorrow. And if there's a new version of that car that keeps them employed, that's great. All right. Well, any, any thoughts on, you know, I mean, we know a lot of people in the industry, any thoughts on who would be a good successor to Musk as CEO? That's a, well, it's such a it's, a, it's a loaded question because they have to get along with, with Musk. That's the, <laughs> it feels like, like, like no, even it has if you look to be, at... Yeah, it has to be someone he likes. And so then you're like, okay, so who's that? Who is that? Is that I don't think it needs to be no. someone necessarily that's an industry person, though. Given Tesla and given the, the way that Musk operates, you know, I don't know that he'd necessarily... That might not be a good thing or a bad thing, but just he might not be looking to like, I'm going to pull this auto industry guy who knows all about cars here. You know, he might want someone who's a little bit, I don't know, not quite from the industry, but still knows how to build the company. So I don't know. Well, to, for what it's worth, I mean, part of the problem with getting a replacement from Musk over the last decade has been that he has kept, a, held a very large share of, of Tesla, somewhere, you know, usually somewhere around 23, 24% of all the, the shares belong to Elon. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the last year, and particularly the last six months, he has sold off almost half of his stake in Tesla. It is, he now only owns about 13% of Tesla shares. Uh, and because, you know, he's sold off a bunch to buy Twitter and, and everything else. So in terms of his voting power, you know, and because Tesla, unlike Facebook and some other companies, um, the uh, uh, the his, his, there is no dual class shareholding, you know, or Ford for that matter. There's no dual class shares, so every every vote gets you know the, the same votes. So he's only got half as many votes now as he did a year ago, and so you know maybe there's actually you know maybe whoever you know if if the board decides to do something and and make a change, um, maybe that person doesn't necessarily have to get along that well with it, with Elon. I think there's well <clears throat> the the fact that he's he's reducing his stake it's helpful for someone else to come new to, to come in because if he has like just gigantic 20% stake in the company everything that person does is going to be second guessed via Twitter period mm-hmm. everything he's he's going to he's going to lambast them he's going to go after them he's going to say this is dumb I never would have done that blah 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 that's just the that's just that's just Elon's MO that's just how he, how he works um, 
but as he loses stake, he can still lambast him, but he won't have the voting chairs to, to do yeah. anything about it. And I think, you know, and he, it's, it's weird because recently he said, he's like, you know, it's a public company. It's important that it's a public company because you, if I'm not doing a good job, you should like get rid of me. And you're like, okay, <laughs> hey, why are you saying this? Because you just took another company private talking about how important it was. <laughs> and B, I really think. And he, he tried to take Tesla private not that long ago. I really think he doesn't want to run Tesla anymore. To be honest, yeah. I think I think it's easier for it'll be easier for him to le- to sort of like be removed. I don't know. I don't think he wants to be. He wants to run Tesla anymore. I think he's bored. I don't know that it. he doesn't want to run Tesla. I think he's sort of focused on the the Twitter thing as a new maybe, yeah, toy. Maybe, maybe <laughs> he's kind of like you know where where Bill Gates was twenty years ago when he stepped down as CEO of, of Microsoft and you know wanted to do something else. I think Maybe. that's where, yeah, I think that's where he's at, but he can't, A, his sort of, like, drive won't allow him to just walk away without, like, some insane idea, without some insane person coming in, or without, I don't know, maybe maybe we get, um, uh, what's his name from Stellantis, uh, from PSA? What? Carlos Tavares? You get Carlos. Oh, get gosh. Carlos. <laughs> 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 you just need, you need somebody with a big, a big, you know, a very big, uh, a big ego, Vision. a big, well, no, personality. Need, well, they, everybody personality, high up in, in any company has got a big ego. Yeah. You need a big personality. You need someone big and, and sort of larger than life to come in. You can't just have some milk toast executive come in no. on Tesla. That That's would, the thing is that you can't, would... and he needs someone like, like Tim Cook who can take care of everything, but it needs to be Tim Cook with like. On, on Ritalin. <laughs> With an edge. <laughs> With an edge. You know what I mean? It, it needs to be somebody who's had maybe a little bit too much meth with their with their French <laughs> with their their frosted flakes. Someone's gonna come in and make and take care of all like sprinkle a little uh, white powder yeah. on their frosted flakes. Take care of all the daily and and can and can smooth over a lot of like hurt feelings in the industry so they can hire someone who can make manufacturing better. Someone who can you know. Make the service centers better. You know, someone who has a lot of experience, you know, hire those people back while also still walking out on stage and being like, we make the greatest cars in the universe, blah, blah, Woo. blah, blah, essentially. Well, with, with that, why don't we transition to the Steve the Ballmer. Thing. They need Steve Ballmer. They need. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they need Ballmer. But, electric, uh, cars, electric, think- cars, electric cars, electric cars, electric cars, electric cars, electric cars. He just comes out. <laughs> I think I think that's a, that's a good place to transition. You know, um, recently there was a report out of Bloomberg that Apple uh, has yet again delayed their plans to launch a car. You know, they've been working on this since at least 2015. 100 um, years. And you know, supposedly they wanted to. Uh, they didn't want to launch something until they could launch a vehicle with uh, no steering wheel and no pedals. You know, no controls. And you know, just go all autonomous. Um, and now they've come to the realization that yeah, that's not going to be realistic anytime soon. <laughs> anytime <Yeah>. soon. <laughs> um, and you know, thinking about that, you know, if Apple really wants to get into the car business, instead of spending these billions of dollars that they've spent over the last eight years, shouldn't they maybe just buy Lucid? Lucid because, it has it has it has the sensors on it already. They all yeah. show up at lidar. They all have radar. They all have cameras. They have They're a car. high end. They have a car. <laughs> they have a they factory. Have, they have a factory. They, have, they build stuff. Yeah. Apple employees working at yeah. <laughs> Lucid. And, former I mean, Apple employees. And, and especially the the biggest problem that Lucid has had over the past year since they actually started production 
has been supply chain, getting the parts that they need to build enough cars to deliver them to the customers that have ordered them. And who has been better at handling supply chain over the last 25 years mm. Apple. than Apple and Tim Cook? Yeah. They got a factory. They got everything. It's turnkey. Yeah. You come in, you buy it's a Lucid, you get... Boom, you, know, you got every, a car. Boom, you got a car. You let the people who are doing it continue to do their job. You you know, maybe make a super white one that looks like an iPod from, you know, wherever. <laughs> I was literally just trying to find that. Oh, there it is. That original image of the little Apple car. The tiny little... It was like this little bubble. It looked like it was smiling at you. It was a teeniest little thing. Do you remember that? That's, yeah, well, that's one of many renderings that people have created over the that's years. That's the one... Yeah. No, there was one they had... Were taking people out for drives or something. In no, the, that was Google. Uh, Apple, Apple never oh, did Oh, is that. it Google? Is that yeah. what Google. I'm thinking? The, the Google. Yeah, it's like Firefly. It's the Google yeah. one I'm thinking. It's not Apple. Yeah. Apple said yeah. nothing. They don't even have that cute little car. Just, but, they, you know, I mean, for, for a company like Apple that likes to sell premium products that are really nicely designed, nicely built. The Lucid Air, and I mean, it's even got the right name for Apple. I mean, Apple's got iPad Airs and MacBook Airs. It's like it's a marriage just destined to happen. Yeah, I mean, the the Lucid Air seems, you know, like if if I didn't know that it was Derek Jenkins, you know, it it seems like something that would have been designed for Apple. It seems like the perfect fit. And, you know, Last time I checked the other couple of days ago, you know, Lucid's market cap was only about $13 billion. So, I mean, Apple Which could easily nothing. buy that for, for pocket that. change. Nothing. Not a problem. How much money does Apple have in the bank? I'm just looking up Apple Money Bank. I, I think it's about $70 billion now because they've been, they've been doing a lot of dollars, stock buybacks Robbie, it's a bajillion dollars. <clears throat> yeah, they have a lot. Of, they're, they're doing okay. Apple, Apple yeah. we're doing okay. Yeah, they, they have the cash. They can, they can handle it. But the... <laughs> the the question is, should they do it? Should should they just give up on their own thing, or maybe scale back their own thing? You know, focus on the software, um, and and buy Lucid and fix their supply chain problems and be done with it. I I don't understand. I don't know what the software, how the software is going to help them. To be honest, I mean, we have Android Automotive, so that's you know, and everyone's already made, they should have done that maybe, um, and then what? They, they make the the. Well, I mean, Apple would want to have their driver. own. Their own driverless, feel, their own user experience. But I mean, if they decide not to make a car, if they decide just to go into yeah. software. Like, who's going to oh, do yeah. that? Everyone's already making their own software, and they're still right. Like, Everyone has it. Yeah, there's not, the Apple hasn't shown anything that anyone should be excited about. I mean, they might have something amazing, but they haven't shown anybody it. So, <laughs> um, yeah, just buy Lucid, I guess. Just buy Lucid. Just be. Just there, be. there you go, Tim. So you can have that one for Problem free. Problem solved. There Problem you go. Solved. Enjoy. <laughs> All right, I lucid. Um, sticking with uh, with batteries uh, for a minute, uh, Redwood Materials, uh, founded by J.B. Straubel, the former CTO of Tesla, um, is a battery um, recycling and materials processing company, um, and they announced this week they've they've got a small plant in Nevada where they're currently uh, processing. It's about half and half of their input is half is from used EV batteries and scrap from battery production that they get from Tesla uh, or Panasonic, really, and from uh, AESC uh, in their factory in Tennessee where they supply the batteries for the Nissan Leaf. Uh, and then the other half is consumer electronics batteries, and they reprocess all that uh, and turn it back into materials that can go straight back into the battery manufacturing process. Um, as, as, as cathode and anode materials. 
Uh, so you don't have to dig up more stuff out of the ground. You can just take recycle the old batteries. Um, they've got a plant in Nevada that is producing enough material for about six gigawatt hours a year worth of batteries, which is about um, about sixty thousand cars, roughly. Um, and they sixty thousand or six hundred thousand, sixty thousand. Um, and they are uh, they announced this week that they're going to build a new plant, recycling plant in Charleston, South Carolina, three and a half billion dollars capacity for um, 100, 100 gigawatt hours a year, which is enough for about a million EV batteries annually. A million. One million batteries. One yeah. million batteries. And it's near where everyone else is. So Yeah. That's smart. I, I, I've talked to JB a few times back when he was at Tesla. He's very not Elon. He's very quiet. <laughs> He's the opposite of Elon. <laughs> he is. He, is, he, he actually Elon. understands the technology. He's soft-spoken. as well. Yeah, he's very soft-spoken. He understands technology. He doesn't he, there's no there's no I guess salesmanship. He's just oh come very, on! Like, Why? You think of Elon's, fact. Elon's not soft-spoken. You think he's salesy? Bah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just a, he's a quiet man. <laughs> uh, no, quiet, so, yeah, timid individual. I, when they when I heard about Redwood Materials, I'm like that makes all the sense in the world for him to do that. So I think it's you know this is this is good, less less digging things up the better. Yeah, that's that's a technical term in the uh, mining industry. <laughs> that digging was one of the ways up. that they got it through. We will make sure there's less digging things up. Well, Ooh. hack. Let's build. Let's give them the permits. <laughs> yeah, let's be digging things. It takes fewer up. permits to build a, a recycling factory than it does to build, build to, to dig yeah. a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, <laughs> Mazda. Uh, coming up uh, end of January, they're going to be re- revealing their next new product. Uh, it's the CX90 to presumably replace the CX9. Uh, mm-hmm. It's got it's it's ten I guess it's 10x better. Uh, it's going to be their, <laughs> their first product uh, in North America uh, with their new inline six-cylinder gas engine, uh, but it's also going to be available as a plug-in hybrid. Their first North American plug-in hybrid. Um, and, uh, you know, this is going to be a big three row crossover. Any thoughts? People do love a third row. I'll be happy. Everybody loves, I mean, it, I, I, what I would like, to, as long as it drives like a Mazda, you know? Yeah. Got inline six. It should be nice. Yeah. yeah. It's supposedly going to be performance oriented. Well, according that's, that's to the press of, release, it says well. so. That's Responsive <laughs> performance and driving dynamics that define Mazda vehicles. So yeah. says the PR. <laughs> no, that'll be great. I mean, if, I, I think it's a good idea. I think it'll, it'll be good for them. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I'll be going out to, to California at the end of January uh, for the event to, uh, for the, re- the reveal of this thing. Yes, I'm uh, going uh, to be skipping that one. I have uh, other obligations, so I couldn't make that one. Okay. Um, also, this week, uh, when I was in Dearborn, um, before uh, the, the holiday party, um, took a tour of the, um, the Ford Rouge Electric Vehicle Center where they build the F-150 Lightnings. Mm-hmm. And they're in the process of doing their capacity expansion from 80,000 units a year to 150,000 units a year, which by early fall next year should be ready. They're, basically what they've done is the, the building, they've added on a big section at one end of the building, a big section at the other end of the building. And once they got the walls up, then they knocked out the walls at either end of the original building. Oof. And they're going to stretch out the assembly line, put more stations in there so they can build twice as many trucks. 
Um, trucks, trucks, the, trucks, trucks. The problem is they're also cranking up the prices on these trucks. And by the time they get to 150000 a year production rate, um, are people even going to be able to afford these things? Because that remember that $40,000 Ford Lightning Pro that they launched with last spring? It's yeah. now $56,000. That's Whoa. a huge difference. Yeah. Yeah. And they've done it in pieces. I'm looking at this yeah, story. And yeah, it's they've done like it a couple a, times A little now. bit here, a little bit here, a little bit here. If you already ordered it, you're good. Like, yeah. don't worry about it. But if you're planning on ordering, mm, get you're going to pay more. You're going to yep. just get a Maverick. <laughs> that should be the title of this episode. Just get a Maverick, guys. Just get a Maverick. But <laughs> you want a VinFast? Yeah, get a Maverick. You got, you're thinking about buying. You're thinking about buying. <laughs> about buying think of Lucid. Buying Lucid. Just yeah, get, a get a Maverick. Get a Maverick. Um, well, you know, I mean, fortunately for Ford, you know, their first competition is going to be the uh, the Silverado EV, and the first version of that that's coming out. You know, well, they're going to launch the work truck in the spring, and then in the fall they're going to launch the RST, which is when they announced it last year. Um, they said that one was going to be like $105,000, just slightly cheaper than the Hummer EV. Um, so, you know, at $56,000, the Lightning still seems like kind of a bargain. We'll see how uh, how Ram prices out the, the fifth, Ram 1500 EV, which is going to be uh, debuting as a concept at CES in a couple of weeks. Uh, it's, not but, like the, it's not like the Lightning is overpriced at 58. It just was like, it was a steal at its original price. Right. You know, and it was like, well, this is so cool. People can actually afford this. It's like, oh, now it's well, okay. Now you got to spend fifty six thousand dollars in your truck. And that's now that's becomes, for a version that only has two hundred and forty miles of range. Right. This is our most like baby version of the. Yeah, if you the want, Lightning. if you want the extended range pro, that's going to be another ten grand on top of that. Yeah. So now you're into the so mid sixties. So it's it's not like it's. I don't feel like it's overpriced. I just felt like it before. It was, it was almost like a no brainer before, and it was that was such an affordable number for a truck. Yeah. Now fifty six thousand, it's not like it's outrageous, but suddenly like okay, you got plan for that a little more. You know, that's a big increase in the price. It's a little sad. A little sad. Um, all right, and then um, finally, uh, Vinfast, which we've talked about before, uh, looks like you know when they promised you that it was going to be here by the end of the year, they they were right. It's, well, they they promised me October, November, December. Well, so they December. made they made the December. It was just whoever said December, you win. Yeah. It's like the like the price is right thing. You win December. Whichever person told me that at Vinfast. Woohoo! <laughs> the the question is like what we just talked about with the uh, with the F one fifty. The base price of this thing, um, if you want to buy it with the battery, uh, if you don't right. want if you don't want to do the battery subscription, which is the, the VF eight, which is ridiculous, uh, yeah. City Edition. Is starting at fifty five thousand dollars, with only a hundred and eighty miles of range. See, you're just kicking yourself in the face with this. It's hundred eight. The U.S. market does not want anything under two hundred miles. Hundred and eighty miles of range Except for fifty five thousand. And that's from a ninety kilowatt hour battery pack. So it's inefficient, and it's yeah. expensive. Ninety kilowatt. That's too. Oh my gosh, that's that's the same size as the extended range battery in the Mach E. Yeah, and this is a vehicle that looks like it's probably a little, maybe slightly smaller than that. Uh, they say it's about CRV size, Honda CRV size. Yeah, that feels so about pretty, right. pretty close. Pretty close to the same size, I guess. Yeah. But 
you know, 180 miles of range for $55,000. Or you will have the option of paying only $42,000 up front and then paying 170 bucks a month to lease the battery. Which, it's so outrageous. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a bad I, deal. I did I the math say, a while I'd back. Be really, I'll be really curious to see if they release the breakdown of who does the battery lease versus who's just, I'm just going to buy this car. Like, I don't know why the the numbers, like you said, Robbie, do not make sense for the leasing option. Like, they don't. They have uh, so much money. The VIN corporate... The VIN know, group. Over, the VIN group has so much money. It just... I US still auto, US, U.S. buyers do not want anything under 200 miles, period. I mean, they, they want 250. Right. And to, be, and, and, to come and into the market is... with a big SUV... Or not big SUV, but a crossover SUV, whatever yeah. you want to call it, and say, oh, it only has 180 miles, which really means 150 because you're not charging it up to, you know, 100%. Right. And saying, hey, can we have $55,000 for this? And then everyone just looks at you and says, but there's all these other cars that have more range for the same or less money. <laughs> you can get. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, for for 55 grand, you can get a really nice Kia EV6, you know, with all wheel drive. Yeah. 252 it's miles. Just- it, it's it's tough. I said this from the beginning. I just I, I feel like things were rushed so much with this, and even that, it's like you guys, we can give it to him right now with 180 miles. Whoa, 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 whoa! Maybe. What do we have to do to bring it over 200? Like, just yeah. Take just a deep breath and figure out what they want in the slow U.S. Slow down. I, I don't know. Maybe it's gonna be like this unbelievable, like smashing success, and everybody's gonna be driving a VinFast tomorrow, but. I I or maybe it'll be more like when Daewoo launched in the U.S. market. Maybe. Yeah, I, I have my fears for it. and it's, um, yeah. You, they, you have they, to have a good first impression. That's all there is to it. I mean, uh, you Hyundai, know, it's, the Hyundai Excel was a trash car. And people but it was still, dirt cheap. It was dirt cheap. But also people are still thinking about the Hyundai Excel when well, they think about and Hyundai. You know, people's, yeah. And I was talking to someone about this the other day. They were saying how good Hyundai and Kia are now compared to what they were once upon a time. The argument would be, well, you know, VinFast could do that, too. They could come in kind of meh and work their way up. I'm like, yeah, but do you realize there's still people who won't touch Hyundai and Kia because they remember the old ones? And no amount of you saying, can you just go look at And it it took 20 years for Hyundai to get over that and, you know, start to turn their reputation around. There's still people who think, and like a good number, like, really? You'd recommend a Hyundai? Yeah, Yeah, I would. When was the last time? Right, get, so yeah. people like a large number of people look at you like you're you're nuts when you recommend a Hyundai or a Kia to them because they have these very old views of what they were when they were first came to the U.S. It is hard to shake that. Yeah. I don't. I that's why I'm, I worry that VinFast isn't going to be able to shake that when there's so many good options. There's so many longer range, yeah. better pricing. They make them a better value. First impr- that first impression and, sticks so hard. Yeah. Especially with cars, it's just they it's do. A tough, it's such a tough thing to shake, and yeah, like, and, it, and it's the second biggest, you know, thing that people buy. The second most expensive right. thing that people buy after their home. Right. So yeah. you buy a house, that's a big deal. You buy a car, that's the second biggest deal. Like you spend a ton of money on a car. It's not like people are throwing around fifty, sixty thousand dollars. Like, oh, let's just do this again in a couple of years. Like you're going to have that vehicle for a while, and I, I just don't. It's weird because I wanted this to be better than it was. I'm almost angry at it. I wanted, I wanted it to be better. I wanted it to be something where I walked away and, and was so just impressed. I'm like, oh, guys, 
I, I don't know. I, yeah, I would be very curious once consumers in the U.S. get their hands on it and start driving it and talking about it. I, I will be curious what the public response. Maybe it's going to be entirely different than my point of view. That I've could had, very easily be it. I've had a couple of people, regular people, just ask me about VinFast. And I'm like, well, the battery thing just makes zero sense. They're like, eh. And, yeah. you, know, at, at four, you know, for that same $42,000, you can buy a base Hyundai Ionic 5 that is you know, going to have more range. You could be fairly confident that you know, it's going to be a good vehicle and last. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, for $34,000, Ionic 5, right. or, uh, uh, sorry, the Kia uh, Kona Kona. EV, yeah. you know, and it's got a lot more range. Yeah. It's not, it's, and it's, it's also a known it's quantity. It's hard to make the case for this car. It's, it's, hard to, it's hard to take a chance. Like you said, it's a lot of money, Sam. Second biggest purchase that most people make, aside from their house. So you're, you're, are you, when you buy a Hyundai or a Kia, these comparable, these better, I think, vehicles than what VinFast is offering for pricing and all these different reasons... You're, you're pretty sure that Hyundai and Kia aren't going anywhere tomorrow and they've yeah. been here for a long time and there's a certain like, well, okay, I feel like this is a brand that people know, right? You know, mm-hmm. you, it's not like Hyundai and Kia, like who are they? People know them. Or you can get this car from a, an, an automaker that is completely new to the United States that no one really knows anything about that you've only heard of if really you're paying attention to the EV space as a consumer, right? Most people haven't heard of Invest. And take a chance and spend more money for less and do that. Yeah. I mean, it took a long time for, for Tesla to get where it is. And they had a known, you know, they had the model, they had the Roadster, which is sort of like, okay, we have this thing. You know, the Model S, it took, you know, they didn't sell a lot of them. But right. they had to use that in order to get, the mo- to get people to buy the Model 3. And the Model S was, you know, as it came, when it came out, it was a great car. It was a great EV. Mm-hmm. You were like, oh, my gosh, this is, you know, it's, it's great fun, range. Great range. Yep. It looks nice. It's nice to drive. You know, all the things that you wanted from a car that happened to be an EV. And so it made sense for people like, well, now they have the Model 3 and they'll buy this. Or now they have the Model yeah. Y. Yeah, you got to come big. Go big or go home, VinFast. So we could all be we could all be proven wrong in another know. couple of months. We, I, once, once we get a chance to spend more time with this thing, once we get yeah. more than ten minutes behind the wheel, or however much time you all got, thirty seconds. I got about I got about I got about twelve minutes, Robbie. So don't us underestimate Ooh. my experience here with this vehicle. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. <laughs> so you drove slow to maximize your time. Get the most out I of did. Here. I drove really slow. <laughs> also, yeah. if I drove at normal speed, it would have been four. Extend minutes. that range <laughs> so you get that. Uh, uh, All right, let's answer a few listener questions. Uh, and just a reminder that uh, uh, we're migrating away from the Twitter presence. Um, there is, uh, there is, um, there's a, reasons. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, there, there, there is a uh, Mastodon account now uh, for wheel bearings. It's uh, wheel bearings cast at uh, federated.press. Uh, if you want to follow us on Mastodon. Uh, you can also just uh, follow uh, Wheel Bearings Media. I set up the the site um, for uh, uh, the WordPress site with uh, an Activity Pub plugin, so you can follow that if you're on Mastodon. Uh, and you can send us emails um, you, at uh, feedback at wheelbearings.media, uh, or just use the uh, contact us link on the site. Uh, it goes to the same place. Uh, and let's uh, let's hit a couple of questions here. Um, First up from Stephen Kimmel. Uh, <clears throat> this came in yesterday. Uh, it was an article yesterday in the Wall Street Journal by Christopher Mims. That uh, today's Wall Street Journal has an article that suggests EV makers should change strategy and start introducing lighter models with smaller batteries with lower range, 
uh, roughly 150 miles. But, uh, unfor- but importantly, with faster battery charging rates and total times of 15 minutes. The author argues uh, this would offer the market cheaper, more efficient EVs. Consumers would be more likely to adopt because of affordability and reduced consideration of range anxiety as the primary spec for model comparison. If you ran an EV company, would you pursue this option as part of your long-term strategy? Are any manufacturers heading this way? I would not pursue that. I'm just looking at the wrong thing. There we go. Um, I, the, the problem, it, it makes. It, I mean, it's logical, but it's yeah. not the U.S. The U.S. buying public does not exactly. think logically. That's the thing. Or we'd all be driving like... many SEs to be completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in other parts of the world, in, in China, in Europe, uh, in Japan, um, they certainly do that. You know, yeah. I mean, there are cars. It makes a lot of I mean, sense, one of the, to be honest. One of the best-selling cars in China is the Wuling Mini. You know, made by uh, one of uh, GM's uh, ventures over there. Uh, you know, it's dirt cheap. I think it has a range of about uh, 80 or 90 miles. Sells like hotcakes over there. Um, you know, and, you know, there are certainly cars that, that fit this spec now. I mean, the Nissan Leaf, the base Nissan Leaf, is, I think it's now down to like twenty-eight or $29,000. Mm-hmm. Um, has a range of 150 miles. And nobody buys it. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, you know it, it only it doesn't charge. You know, it won't charge in 15 minutes. But you know the 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 problem is for American consumers, especially they they f- they have this irrational need to we buy for the um, edge case. Yeah, to buy for the edge case yeah, rather absolutely. than what they actually use on a daily basis. Yeah, it's. I mean, although that 150 uh, logically, it's going to cover almost everyone every day for how much they drive doesn't matter how quickly it'll charge if it's only 150 let's say you're getting 125 out of that people are going to freak out and think oh my god i need more than that even if they only need more than that once every six months they still don't want to have to deal with it for that once every six months when they do need more than that and what we have already here sort of proves that people don't yeah people buy them but not in any kind of volume you know they just don't it's not it's not our market. It's not our, yeah, it's just not our attitude in the U.S., better or worse. It's just not how we're doing it. Yeah. I mean, I love a, a Mini SE. I think it's probably one of the funnest EVs out there. It's probably the best Mini, really, right now. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and they sell a good share of them, but it's definitely not anything that's, you know, it's a blip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's great for Mini, but it's a blip in the general, you know. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, logically, Stephen, your, your argument makes perfect sense. But unfortunately, the, the market is not logical. Um, consumers are not logical. And uh, un- unless, until, until we have, you know, until we have 150-mile EVs with 350-kilowatt charging, and we've got 350-kilowatt chargers everywhere. Everywhere. Um, until it's as easy this, to find one of those as it is to find a gas station. You can yeah. go to a corner in a, t- in a city and, or in town and... Find a gas station on all four corners until you can and, do that with chargers. And, and maybe by twenty thirty, you know, with with maybe. all the with the new chargers that are going in, they're being funded by the uh, um, the infrastructure bill. Maybe this will happen, but Could. right now we're not there. I think yeah. it, it's 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 going to take a while for. I think it needs people to have their second or third generation EV. Their second or third mm-hmm. EV when they realize, oh, yes. you know what, I'm going to. And you know, automakers have actually Volkswagen. I think Volkswagen's talked about this with me. I think a couple other automakers. I can't remember who have talked about like in the future. Do you think people will be happier with less battery? They're like, yeah, once they figured it figure it out because less battery means. You know, a smaller battery means it's going to be less expensive. You know, why am I paying all this extra money for this giant battery for all the range that I don't need? 
but mm-hmm. that's not going to happen right now. Yeah, because, if it, you're right, Robbie. It's it, it, if someone's second EV or third EV when they know how to live with them and they're more comfortable with them. But you figure most you think about how quickly people buy cars. You're talking a ways before most people are going to be on their second or third EV, and enough people, enough people on their second or third EV to understand enough to go. Yeah, sure, I'm fine with 100 miles, 120 miles. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. All right. Uh, next up is Jake Rob and uh, for. He sent us a fairly long email, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, the first couple of paragraphs are chiding. Uh, okay, you know what, Jake, Rob? I, I'm pointing my finger at the screen in anger. Jake, I did the right thing this week, and I still got Scrooged on the stupid um, destination charge. So, but at least you, but, but you're, but you're, 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 you're uh, it's, it's a panicky moment. I'm like, what did Robbie do? What did he say? What did he go? Oh, my God, which way do I go? I get it. I'm never going to be on a game show. So, talk with you, Jake, Rob. Jake, Jake, I, all right. Do my Jake best. Is, I might panic on occasion. Okay. Jake is trying to help <laughs> you with your your. He's not. He's horrible, man. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he picked we on love me. You, Jake. He, we love I all love listeners. you, Jake. He picked on the fact that I am terrible at it and I do exactly the wrong thing oh. every time. Just in terms of strategy, I'm fully aware. I panic half the time in deciding what I'm going to say. <laughs> if anything, I'm, I should be angry with Jake because he's trying to give you. He's trying to help you. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. Jake, I, should like more, I know you're trying to help, Jake. I'm just a little bitter. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've uh, consumed all the time we would have uh, spent by not reading the, uh, the first couple paragraphs of the email, uh, dive into the question. Uh, I've been listening since back in the autoblog days. Lost you for a while until Casey List suggested, guessed, guessed it on wheel bearings, but then went back and caught all the episodes I'd missed. Thank you for that, Jake. Uh, I started supporting on Patreon as soon as I heard it was a thing, and I'm still looking uh, to join the Discord soon. Uh, our family has a 2018 Buick Regal Tour X Essence. Nice. Uh, fabulous car. Love that car. Mm-hmm. Um, when we sought out and bought our recommendation on, on your recommendation uh, some years ago. It's really fantastic. Well, I'm Yay. glad it worked out for you. Uh, it's also our second rebadged Opal. Uh, before that, we had a 2009 Saturn Aura XR 3.6. I miss that engine. A V6 powered Tour X would be great. Uh, since the Tour X is now out of production, nobody is selling Opals, rebadged or otherwise, in the U.S. anymore. And you never know when you'll need another car. Um, I'm always on the lookout for potential replacements. I've had some great fortune in the job market in the last couple of years, so I can spend quite a bit. But my wife and I are really picky. To be specific, we like wagons. Uh, therein lies the problem. Um, not, not that we consider wagons a problem, but that's the challenge. Let's put yes, it that way. very yeah. few of them. Uh, we don't like to be high up on the road. Uh, our Tour X has a 40-20-40 split rear seat, which, <coughs> excuse me, which means our girls, four and eight, can sit in the back in their car seat and booster, respectively. And in the middle, can still be uh, down to accommodate our skis. All four of us are avid skiers. I'd really like my next car to be electric and to have nothing to do with any unhinged billionaires. In the wagon space, there's the Taycan Sport Turismo and Cross Turismo, and there's the EV6. I think I'd love the Taycan, but I worry that we'd be underwhelmed by the EV6 for the money, based largely on Monroe Live's take. Um, do, I, do either of these have a 40-20-40 split seat uh, or a pass-through? Uh, are there any more EV wagons on the horizon? I'd love an electric equivalent of the V70 or A6 uh, uh, Audi Avant, uh, and I could probably swing a Taycan on my new salary, but it would be borderline irresponsible. <laughs> Speaking of irresponsible, I kind of love the Lucid Air. I can't tell if it has any sort of pass-through we could use. Uh, I heard somewhere, maybe you guys said that Lucid uh, that it handles like a Lotus, which is BS, of course, but how much? 
how much BS? How much BS? <laughs> <laughs> you can always say you love it when you get when you get to drive it, but I don't think uh, you've shared any actual driving impressions outside of its acceleration. What's it like? Uh, what can you compare it to? How does it stack up compared to say a CT5 CTSV Blackwing? Love the show. Okay, I'll compare it just the Lucid to something. I like I like the Lucid because I think it's more refined in terms of the ride and handling than the CTSV Blackwing. I just think it's a better looking interior. It's more modern. It feels like a higher end car. This, the Cadillac has that flashy kind of, I think they're a little crass looking almost sometimes. It gets so flashy. The Lucid feels very much more like a refined luxury in terms of look and in terms of ride. I think it's a more refined ride. I think it's a little more well-mannered. It's, it's not, the Cadillacs just don't have that refinement. And Lucid, I mean, like you said, the acceleration is out of the world, out of this world, if you want to do that. But just in everyday driving, I think it's got very crisp, very controlled handling that make it a better daily driver, especially if you're taking it like on a road trip or something. I think it's a better daily driver. Yeah. So there's your comparison a little bit more for Lucid. Hopefully that helps. Add in, gentlemen. I, yeah, what, what you said. I think it, it handles very well for its size and what it's doing, it, but it's also very comfortable. Um, I was really impressed with the 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 performance when i had it uh driving it around um and uh yeah the grand touring performance and how well it handled the corners while also uh giving you a really nice uh ride um i will say that on wednesday i'm getting the touring Ooh. the regular the the second the second least expensive vehicle so not the pure yeah. but the touring so i'm getting the touring on the 21st so what, what, what's that make? Oh, I guess we probably won't be doing things on Christmas. Anyway, but the next podcast... I'm not planning on it, Robbie. <laughs> the next podcast, I should be able to answer... Uh, I'll, I, I, I'll look in the back of the split, and I can give you what the drive impressions are for the you know something that's not going to cost you $150-something thousand dollars. So that'll... And I'm just looking at the photo of the trunk from my last drive in the Lucid, and it does have a pass-through uh, from the trunk. So it's not a 60-40... The sixty twenty forty, but it is it has a little a hole. Through. Yeah, so you can you can shove your skis through there. Yeah, uh, so that is good. And, and thankfully, modern skis are not like you know three meters long uh, anymore. <laughs> so you know you should, you should have no problem at all fitting uh, fitting the skis through there. Um, did, as for the EV six, did Doug um, not like the EV six? Uh, no, he was referring to uh, Sandy Monroe. Oh, um, sorry, not liking the EV six and the EV six uh, for the money. You know. I, you know, I disagree with Sandy on this one. Um, well, I disagree with Sandy on a lot of stuff, but, <laughs> um, but the, uh, particularly I, I on the fight. on the EV6, um, you know, I think I think he's just wrong. Uh, no, I think the the EV6 is is fantastic, um, and you know, I would I would highly recommend that one as well. I don't think it it doesn't have a three way split. Um, back rear let's see i don't think it does it i does. i agree too i think it's a great I, like you said yeah. you'd be underwhelmed for the money it's not as like fancy and like is something like a porsche of course you're paying what you're paying way the heck more for but yeah. i feel like it has a really good looking interior i feel like it's it's a more upscale interior it is not luxury car level absolutely not but it definitely i i don't find it like tragically horrible or anything it's nice especially like having just dr driven the gt it felt like a nice little performance sports car it, it yeah. was um i i have no i yeah i like the ev6 i wouldn't not just recommend the regular that one. It's, i mean yeah, if you get like the yeah. i guess you want the all-wheel drive so you don't have to put chains on your car when you go up to the mountains but 
250 still, something can, miles if you want the gt you can get more you know you can get right. fewer I, miles I would, but. and you get and you can get the gt is only all-wheel drive the rest of them offer all-wheel drive yeah. if you want it you can get it i i like that i don't know I, I I disagree as well. I would not take that off the list. I think that's a great car. Yeah, give it a give it a go drive. Yeah, go it. drive it. Go I drive know it's it. Tough right now, because if you go to the, like any Kia yeah. Kia mm-hmm. Hyundai site, they're like, hey, we don't have a lot. But I keep seeing them all over the place. Like they're like, oh, we don't cool. have. Well, they a lot. sell them as fast as they yeah. arrive. Yeah, they're so as soon as yeah. they roll off the truck, they're gone. Someone's, you know. Go find someone who has one and drive it for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, you know, as far as other stuff coming. Um, you know, there. I'm sure there will be. I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if there is perhaps uh, a, an i5 touring coming, a BMW i5 touring. Uh, the new 5 Series is coming next year, um, and uh, there will be an electric variant of that. Uh, and that's you know that's out there. The the i4 might be a little smaller than you want, uh, but it it is a it's a liftback. You know, it's a hatchback. Uh, so, you know, it's not, not quite a wagon, uh, but it's there, but you know, if there's an I five touring, that might be a good option for you. Yeah. Um, I would be shocked if we don't see like a, an electric Volvo V60, uh, mm. in the next couple of years. Uh, there's certainly going to be the XC. Oh, will they bring or, it well, here it'll though? Be probably the EX60. Hopefully they will. I mean, more and more EVs coming here. Bring us, bring it here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, <coughs> I'm, I'm guessing we, we will see more. You know, in this form factor, or, or at least you know, in something akin to the um, the EV6 kind of form factor, where it's, you know, it's a wagon. Not, not it's a, yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a, a wagon. You know, they, they call it a crossover, but you know, but it's, it's a wagon. It's a low yeah. riding crossover rather you, than you sit pretty low you know, in the EV6. Yeah, compared to which like, is one of the reasons why I actually prefer it over yeah, the uh, other the Hyundai. Um, you know, so. I would definitely take a look at the EV6, you know, and and I agree with with what you said, Nicole, about the the Lucid versus the Cadillac. Uh, you know, it definitely has a more refined feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's a fantastic car. Yeah, that's another one that's worth getting your hands on and checking it out and driving it a little bit just to yeah. just to see. That. I know it's so, like you said, Sam, it's so hard to get your hands on anything to give it a test drive, but try to get you know. Were you talking about like planning? Oh gosh, I suddenly need a car. We'll try to drive them where you don't need them yet, you know, so you at least have a little idea what they're like before you get stuck in a spot where where you have to pick one and you can't necessarily test drive it. Yeah. One more question from Jim Heaton: um, Are there any hatchbacks in Southeast Michigan on the lot, generally available <laughs> at MSRP or below? Oh. Not having any luck finding inventory. No. Uh, latest failure <laughs> was trying to find a Bolt. Uh, we would be perfectly happy with a Bev. Uh, plug-in hybrid, uh, fuel cell, or ICE vehicle, but ideally it would be small in size and park and size to park in downtown Ann Arbor and a hatchback for utility. So all poor Jim wants is like, I just want a hatchback. I don't care what yeah. it is. Have I just the is there one anywhere? I'll take whatever you've got. Any, are there no golfs? The golf? uh, GTI is probably going to be. You might find a, a GTI on a right. on a VW dealership, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, Oof. Do, do look, up, s- look up do- markups.org. So that's going to help you like figure out where you're going to find a car that's not getting, you're not going to get reamed uh, when it comes to the, the markups. So go to markups.org. Um, so that should help you find one at MSA, MSRP or below, hopefully. Um, and then from that, good luck. <laughs> 
Yeah. Buying a car, man. It's the worst time to buy a car. It's yeah, tough. maybe maybe the closest to what you're looking for, if you can't find the, uh, although you probably won't find one in Michigan, is the uh, Hyundai Kona EV. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they have. I don't think Hyundai sells the Accent uh, hatchback anymore in the U.S. Um, let's see. Kia. Does Kia sell the Rio hatchback anymore? It's just, yeah. isn't it? You, you might find like a, a Chevy Sonic somewhere still um, in, in inventory somewhere, but I doubt it. <laughs> They're probably all gone. You know, Bolt. It's Bolt, just hard. Yeah, Bolt or, or Hyundai Ionic, or Hyundai Kona EV are probably the, the best options for you. Oh, uh, Toyota Corolla hatchback oh, ah. is another one. There you go. Oh, they do do still Rio hatchback. There is a Rio. I just double checked. Oh, okay. There's so, yeah, a Rio five try, door. So yeah, try try Kia. Uh, try uh, try um, the, uh, the the Kona if you can find an EV. Um, or uh, also um, the Honda Civic is available as a hatchback. Doesn't really look much like a hatchback. It looks pretty much the same profile as the sedan now. But you know, it doesn't. You know, it's not a three box design. Um, so, you know, the, the, the Honda Civic is a fantastic car. So, yeah. you know, definitely take a look at the Civic, um, or the Toyota Corolla hatchback as well. Uh, those are probably about your only options, you know, in a smallish hatchback, uh, anymore at, at this stage. Uh, pretty much everything else, uh, has been discontinued. You know, Nissan still has, you know, the, the Versa and the Sentra, but they're only available as sedans now. No hatchbacks there. Uh, is there anybody else? No, I mean Ford dropped all theirs, all their small cars. Uh, GM has pretty much dropped everything. Stellantis hasn't had anything in years. Um, if you can wait until early 2024, um, the Fiat 500e is coming back. I know when so. you said Stellantis, I thought <laughs> the same thing, but you got a little wait for it. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be about probably about 15 months till that one's back. Uh, so yeah, that's that's about all there is out there. Any other, any other thoughts? What might be out there? No, I'm like literally looking around. Is it? And I can. I was just checking, and I can only find some of these cars you're saying with it, like 60 miles away from me in yeah. New Hampshire. So I'm googling. This is hard to find. Um, you might also look for uh, the the Hyundai Venue. Yeah, you know, I mean it's technically a crossover, but it's really a hatchback. Um, you know, or the uh, the Nissan Kicks is also a really good choice. You know, um, Rob. Robbie, how accurate is this markups.org? Is it really accurate? It's pretty good. Now I just realized yeah. they, they now charge in order to use. You it. can get some detail. Really? I just made you got to pay a markup to check markups.org. Yeah, you now? Pay like, there's like a monthly subscription now. It does, but you can look at it, but you just have to. It doesn't let you search as well because I managed to find it. Yeah, you, you can get yourself a Hyundai Kona in California currently for a fourteen thousand dollar markup. Yeah, that's, it's pretty. There, I, and so I, I did an article Ooh. about them. Or I did an article about buying a car right now, and I mentioned them, and then they reached out because I said, "Well, there's also the you know you, you never know if the dealership is trying to you know uh, game the system." And the like the founder like sent me a message He's like, "Oh no no we 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 have uh, we have we have things set up so they can't game our system." So because I was talking about uh, if I wanted to buy an Ionic Five, I the the one the, there's a there's a place in Palm Springs. That is selling Ionic Fives without a markup, so I have to go all the way to Palm Springs. So I fly to Palm Springs to buy Ionic Five, and then I drive it home. 
And so it's that's wow. sort of a. But I mean, if you're paying ten bucks a month and it saves you, you know, ten thousand dollars, I guess it's not right. Really... It's yeah. But yeah, no, it's, it's a pretty. Deal. It's a pretty. Yeah, I, I've been using it for for articles. Obviously, I haven't used it to buy any you know cars because I have a car. Um, and again, buying a car right now is is. Whew. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, give it a give it a go. I mean, even if you just do ten dollars for for one month, if you can find something that helps you. Then, if it helped you, yeah. yeah. If it, I mean, ten bucks is going to be chump change compared to the thousands this could save you. Yeah, if it helped. There, you. I mean, there's also you know you could also look at the um, if you want something a little nicer than the Hyundai Venue, the Kona, the gas Kona, you know, base oh, gas good, Kona is also really good too. It's a good little car. That's why that's how I end up with the regular. Yeah, I really yeah. like the gas Kona. So there's there's options out there. You know, the the, the smaller cross crossoverish vehicles, you know, are they're really, you know, slightly taller hatchbacks. You know, they're certainly not SUVs. And they're, you know, they would definitely be worth a look, you know, alongside, you know, the likes of the uh, the Kia Rio, uh, you know, which is, that one def- that one definitely be easy to park in Ann Arbor. Yeah. They're the selling a Venza in Illinois with a $20,000 markup? I'm stuck on this markup site. Like, this is like a rabbit hole for me. What have you done? $20,000? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah. I am listening. No, I'm just looking at this. Yeah. No. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, that's it for this week. <laughs> as, as Nicole falls down the uh, the markups that are a rabbit hole. Oh my gosh, this is bazonkers. How about a Rav Four Prime for twenty thousand dollar markup? Yeah. No. It's, it's uh, yeah. It's ridiculous. Oh yeah. my god. It's, yeah. I'm horrified. Don't, okay, yeah. I'm back. I'm gonna. I'm shutting this down. On, on the plus off. side, though, used car prices have been coming down in recent months. <laughs> it's true. So you might also want to consider something you know, newish used. Might you know, be a better to, way to go a few, than a few to year do old that. used car. Um, there might be. There's probably more options in in something you know that is a true hatchback. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, if you can find something you know three or four years old, uh, and it, it might be more affordable, might be less chance of. Uh, a ridiculous markup on it. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everybody. All right. We'll talk to you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.